Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, um, talk about quite a few topics, uh, some of which are from the mailbag. And uh, I'm going to get to that just as soon as I bring up a point that's been... Um, in my head lately, and that is, I am currently, uh, as I mentioned a few days, maybe a week or so ago, uh, in contract on three new properties that I'm buying. I made this point a couple weeks back, a couple months back. I've been making this point, but I keep building this point that prices have come down. And, you know, we, we talk about this is a great thing to do. There's a lot of ways to make, you know, really good money for your retirement, really good money just for you to live on. Uh, and retirement to me is not an age. It's, you know, the, the day you decide to replace your earned income with passive income, you're retired. So, it, you know, there's good times and there's bad times to invest. And when the prices are through the roof, the deals you're buying are not as good as they are. Now, there's still some good deals out there when prices are high. I've purchased stuff. But when the prices come down like they are right now, this is when you can make some purchases that will change your family's life forever. I think back, you know, now and I think of the properties that I've owned and I bought for almost nothing. And then I sold them for like twice or three times what I paid for them. And I think sometimes to myself, why did I even sell them for that price? I mean, they could have paid me the rest of my life. And I did. And I went bigger and I wanted newer. And I did, you know, you do all these things to change your portfolio, to grow your portfolio, and so on and so forth. And I understand that. But what I'm thinking about is, you know, if you could buy one nice apartment deal or 10 great single-family deals, you've changed your family's life forever. I mean, you're talking about 10 grand a month, tax-free income coming in, changes your life forever. You can do that by doing, you know, 10 or 20 single-family houses, or you can do that by buying one apartment complex. It's just a matter of did you get the right price in terms to make the deal work. Now, having said that, interestingly enough, interest rates have clicked back down. Um, inflation has slowed. And employment has slowed. And so the Fed has not raised the rate the last two Fed meetings. And there's no indication that they intend to do it on the next Fed meeting. What does this mean? This means all these deals that are out there because the interest rates mess people up, because people pay too much, and now they have these uh, adjustable rate mortgages that are coming due, and they can't get out of them. So a lot of deals are going to fall by the wayside. In fact, I'm seeing deals left and right that are just they're impossible to maintain simply because the numbers don't work. It's not because you're a bad real estate investor, although some of them are. And I guess what happens is when the, you know, when the harbor's full, all boats float. But when the harbor's drained, there's a lot of dead bodies laying in the bottom of the harbor, and you're going to see these dead bodies and broken ships all over the place. The deal is, though, they're available now to be purchased at lower prices. And you should be out there right now purchasing these things at lower prices. Otherwise, you're missing out on opportunities that just, 
you know, are too good to be true. And so I'm recommending to you that you get out there right now and you start looking and get buying these deals before you miss out on all this upside that's out there. I mean, you're just going to literally miss out if you don't get out there and get started right now. Um, I bought as much as I could afford to buy for right this moment. Eh, that's not really true. I bought as much as I desire to buy because um, I bought three properties at one time. That's quite a bite for me. But they just all popped up at the same time. It's like everybody got destroyed at the same time. These deals all fell out. The prices all came down. And it was like, you know, jump now or forever hold your peace if the prices go back up again. Because as these interest rates start to go down, there's a possibility that prices might go back up. I believe you've still got 12 to 18 months. I think uh, we'll say 12. And you need to get out there and you need to get involved in this while you can. So um, I've got all kinds of stuff going on for Christmas specials and this and that and whatever. You need to look into them. You need to get in here. You need to get educated. And the other thing I found is I've purchased a tremendous number of properties in my life between November and January 1st. The deals seem to be better because people are not out there hunting them. Uh, sellers are surprised to see that somebody's willing to put an offer in and contract up, especially if you're willing to say, I'm going to do everything I can, work hard to close. Now, if you contract it up right now, there's no way you could close by the first year. But you could definitely get it closed by January. And people want that done. They want to get this stuff off their books and get on to their life. And so... It's one of those situations where you really need to think about this right now. This is the opportunity, and you don't want to miss out on that opportunity. How much did interest rates go down? I think they've gone down almost, a, would say, a half a point in the last week or so that I've seen. And um, I don't know if they're going down anymore. I really can't predict that. Um, but it doesn't look like they're going up. So... You look at both sides of it. You can go out there now and buy these deals. Incredible. I mean, we're, we're buying stuff um, millions of dollars below on multifamily deals. I mean, I, I've seen them. Guys have brought these deals to me. That, you know, I've asked people to show me this stuff when it comes out so I can let everybody know. In fact, I will be starting to bring some of these people onto the radio show, but I can't bring them onto the radio show until the deals are actually contracted and closed because I can't solicit that they have a live open deal while they're under syndication. That's against the law. So I'll bring them on after they close the deals and we can talk about how great these deals are. But just up front, you know, just as a preview, we're talking about people that went after deals that were listed for $50 million that sold in contract for $40 million. I know one specific one that was listed for fifty. Had a buyer at fifty. Seller turned down the fifty million, and then it went back into contract for forty three. Fell out at forty three million. Went back into contract at forty million, and uh, that's just the way it is, right? That's just the way it's happening. I know other ones where there was a deal that was brought to my attention the other day where the the property was selling for less than what the mortgage was, and the and the bank says, just bring us an offer. We got to get out of this thing. Bring us an offer. You know, we're ready to leave. This is not working for us. We want out type of a deal. So there it is, guys. 
You got to get out here. You got to get in. Got to make off now. Single family wise, oh my gosh, same thing's true there. We're buying properties. When I did the case study in November, uh, and the one that was before that in October, both in October and November case studies that I went to, both places, Houston and Dallas, had deals where the guys were making fifty thousand dollars instant equity gain, right? Instant equity gain, fifty thousand bucks. Um, we had one that we found while we were doing the class. It was $94,000 instant equity gain on a single family house. So, I mean, this is a hundred percent return on your money, 200% return on your money, 300% return on your money on these deals. It's something you can't afford to pass up. If you do, you're going to regret it. What I have here is an email by someone who I don't know really why, I guess he just wanted to contribute uh, his thoughts to me personally for some reason. But what he does is he outlines why I don't teach what he likes to do. And he explains why it's the right reason not to teach it. (laughs) But not until he explains what he does and why it's the perfect thing to do. So... As many of these emails go, the the proof is in the pudding, and there's a lot to learn here. So I'm going to take it paragraph by paragraph like I normally do, and maybe even sentence by sentence, and work through it with you for this segment, because I think there's probably something here for uh, a beginner to learn, because there's so much information in this email. I'm not going to give out his name. I didn't ask to use his name, or I didn't ask use his email even so it says i've got something i'd like to you to consider the best way for people to make money in real estate within lifestyles unlimited is to be a passive investor the best way to make most money is to become a lead investor in apartments so what he's, his first statement is the best way to make money in lifestyles is to be passive where you invest with somebody else and you just sit there and they send you checks in the mail so when he's saying the best, he's saying the easiest, most comfortable, uh, most least amount of work type way to do it. Then he comes back and says the best way to make the most money out of Lifestyles Unlimited is to be a lead investor, which is the syndicator who gets paid not only on the results of the deal, his share of the deal that he buys, but he gets paid on a percentage of the results that everybody would earn. And so, yes, there's massive amounts of potential money there in these deals. Um, He goes on and says, I was really far down the path with single family before joining Lifestyles. I have bought properties in self-directed IRAs, borrowed money from other self-directed IRAs to fund a project. I bought several, uh, okay, so let's talk about that. We don't do self-directed IRAs that much because you're putting a, a tax-free investment inside of a taxable account. And as soon as you buy it and do the transaction inside the IRA, it's now all taxable income. So it doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Well, I'll say, well, that's the only place I have any money. Okay, well, now you've just gone and you've taken you know, tax-free income and created taxable as opposed to taking it out and then getting rich and all the money you get rich with is then tax-free. That's why we don't use the IRAs, we, you know, we don't lend them back and forth across everything that often because there's really some laws to it that people don't follow, that if you found out in the magnitude of what we do here, they found out, it would probably create problems for the people doing it. But whatever, he does it, he did it, because that's some of the something for nothing ways of getting money is to use your IRA and use other people's IRAs. Okay, no big deal. I've seen it done. 
going on. I bought several two-bedroom, two-bath remodels, rented, and make two-bedroom, three-bath, two, oh, I'm sorry. I've bought several two-twos, remodeled, and rented them, and made 2X and 3X returns, all right? I've bought houses without garages, and I've bought and converted commercial structures uh, into three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage-type properties. So let's take that sentence right there for just a second and talk about this. Um, why is he talking about two-twos? Why is that important? Well, because we teach buy three-bedroom houses as opposed to two-bedroom houses because they're easy to sell. And when you get at the end of, your, of this and you want to move from single-family to multifamily and you want it to be easy to sell, homeowners want to buy three-bedroom houses. That's why they move out of apartments into houses to get that extra bedroom, the extra bath, and the yard. And so the two-bedroom, two-bath don't sell as easily, and they don't go up in price as quickly as three-bedroom houses. Caveat, in my lifetime, I've owned 15, 30, 40, 40. I've I've owned 52 two-bedroom, two-baths at least, minimum. 50 different two-bedroom, two-bath houses. Uh, Most of mine were duplexes, though, but they're still single family, right? And so it really is no problem. We just make it a conscious effort to say to you, if you're only going to buy one house, you know, and you know you might want to have to sell it someday, it's easier to sell. But that's not a reason not to buy a two-bedroom, two-bath. You can make a lot of money with two-bedroom, two-baths. Right, So he's making the point here that, hey, you have these ideals out here, and I've done all the stuff you say don't do, and I've made 2x and 3x my money. So in other words, if he puts $10,000 into the deal, he makes twenty dollars or $30,000 of equity. That's exactly what I was saying just a second ago. We're buying houses where you put ten, fifteen, twenty-five thousand 25000 in, and you're making fifty, seventy-five thousand. You're making 2x and 3x on your money. So it works whether it's two bedrooms or whether it's three bedrooms. It's just the way it works, right? And he's making the point, but I did it on these other ones. Well, the beautiful thing about doing it on the other ones is that not as many people are interested in the other ones, right? And can you rent a two-bedroom? You can rent anything instantly, right? So that's not a problem at all. really isn't. It's just a matter of you being able to understand what it is you're doing and how it works, and why it works, and so on and so forth. He goes on and says, I bought a threeplex and converted it into a fourplex. Uh, he also said that he bought a commercial building and turned it into uh, a residence, a 322. All of this kind of stuff, guys, David Fisher does this stuff. If you want to see somebody who does this stuff, these strange kinds of deals, go to the seminar in Dallas this weekend with David Fisher. David Fisher does all this kind of strange stuff. Uh So, well, why don't we teach it? Well, it is taught in a roundabout way. It's not what somebody should start with, however, because if you start with something like that, then you're going to end up in a a very bad situation if it goes wrong and if you don't know what you're doing. And that becomes the problem. There's a lot of people doing these things. They don't really know what they're doing. And so they get into these deals There's heavy construction. There's all kinds of permits and stuff required to change a commercial property into a residential. There may even be a location restriction on it. 
And if people start doing this stuff willy-nilly that don't really know what they're doing, the downside potential is massive. This gentleman, I don't think, brings up anything in here that he's had downsides. But I would be willing to bet if he were willing to admit it that he's had one or two of these projects become very difficult and maybe even be problematic to him. I just don't want beginners to run into problematic stuff. So we're teaching the easiest stuff to do. However, if you hang around lifestyles long enough, you're going to run into these kinds of deals because, like I said, David Fisher, who's teaching this weekend up in Dallas, you need to go see him. He does this stuff all the time. I mean, he has all kinds of strange construction jobs, but he knows how to do it, and he has a crew. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. The other thing I think people hear landlord or property owner, and they think of Donald Trump and other multi-billionaires that own real estate, and that's not who the vast majority of owners across the nation are. The typical owner of a rental property owns just a couple properties, and they're people just like me and you. You can own single-family houses and apartments, too. We'll show you how. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Join our national network of rental owners. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're in the mailbag, and uh, we've got an interesting article that we're working our way through. It's not an article, I'm sorry. It's an email. And uh, the gentleman's pointing out all the things that we uh, sway people away from as beginners and why they're so profitable if you're not a beginner, right? And so I think he's right. I I, I have not said anything or he has not said anything so far in this email that really I don't agree with, but I'm just trying to explain to you why we try to sway people as a beginner away from these types of things. Because if you don't know how to do construction, and that's what this guy basically is, he's a construction guy, um, then you take a risk. Now, here's the next part where he goes a completely different direction. He says, I bought property out of state. Okay, we do that also. And I've paid cash for every house I've owned, including the last I bought with no competition when interest rates have been at their highest because I have the funds available. Well, yes, you're exactly right. I do the same thing. Um, But, sir, let's think about this. How many people have enough cash to go buy houses, or in my case, houses and apartment complexes, and pay all cash? Not a lot of people do. If you do then it's time to be using that technique. Secondly, syndicators and syndications can raise cash and do those deals. It's very simple to do as a syndicator. It's just a matter of raising the cash and going after the deal and and bidding all cash for it. But in both cases, if you are staying and maintaining a cash position after you get into these deals, then you're doing it all wrong. I can prove to you that your rate of return is minimal compared to what it would be if you didn't stay in a cash position. Now, many times I stay in cash positions because I have lots of cash. And he may be very well be in the same boat I'm in, where he's got more money than he knows what to do with. He doesn't really need the money. And so he's he's just playing. He's using the money to go get the next great deal. He goes on and says, cash purchases open doors to larger hold times. Well, that's irrespective. That doesn't even mean anything because a great deal opens doors to longer hold times, but it doesn't really need to be a longer hold. Longer hold times, the longer you hold anything, its value goes up. So it really, that's a, it's a non sequitur right there. It means it doesn't mean anything. I become rich 
the slow way. All these approaches go against your teachings on the path to financial freedom. I've been using an advisor. I had been using an advisor. They probably would have, okay, if I had, he didn't put that in there. Had I been using an advisor, they probably would have recommended I pass on all of these opportunities, even though the numbers were in my favor. Yet I found a way to use your teachings, modify it to fit my niche and become financially independent. So again, there's nothing there. I think he's just, he's just pointing out, hey, there are us guys out here, Dell, that are doing those kinds of crazy things. And when I say crazy, I don't even really mean crazy. They're more aggressive things. And David Fisher's one of them. And there's other guys that are, you know, David Fisher's mentees that are doing these things. I did them when I first started because you can get, like you said, really great returns if you're willing to take on a little bit harder projects and or pay cash to get deals. Goes on and says, despite great returns, I've never done a, ca- a case study. I believe I represent a large part of your audience that are ultra-conservative and type B thinkers. Perhaps a different approach might move them to act. Okay, good. I think that's why I'm doing this email. If you're that guy and you need this type of motivation, let's do it. I'm financially set, and I did it through single-family homes. Okay, so he is financially set. I did mine through single-family homes to start with. Most are within boutique markets and and lake houses. Nobody has ever done a case study on boutique markets. Uh, Having remodeled close to 25 houses, I'd say I'm competent with construction, carpentry, uh, but wouldn't recommend full-blown remodeling to the majority of your members. Well, there it is. See, now now he's consulting, and he said he wouldn't recommend it either. He's competent at it. That's why he's willing to recommend it for those people who are. It's time-consuming, task-oriented, and it's finish. it takes a certain type of personality to manage renters. The majority of my acquisitions were never listed by a realtor or posted in HAR, which is Houston Association of Realtors. Something not taught in your classes. That's not true. 80, 90% of all the deals we buy are from uh, wholesalers, so that's not true. I'm proof that you can become financially independent via single families. That's true. Stay ultra conservative and create a strong stream of passive income without leveraging. Okay, so now he's taking up the Dave Ramsey mantra. And uh, if, if he is, that's fine. He did it the slow way. Remember what he said? I did it the slow way. Leverages is great for the majority of members, but not all of your members need to take that risk. Based on what I've learned, I've recommend the majority of your members strongly recommend upgrading their membership and become passive investors rather than get a long way down the road with single family house. So here he is. This is what's interesting about this. He's saying, I recommend the majority of your members go ahead and be passive investors because they're really not competent to do the type of stuff he's doing. That's why we teach. The way we teach is so people will make those decisions that if you're not competent at this, if you don't have the time for this, if you're not willing to take the risk, you don't do it. And by the way, he says he's conservative, but he's doing the most aggressive and risky type of investments there are. Goes on and says, my approach varies, and at times it's similar to your core teachings, so my feelings aren't hurt if you don't ever want to present me to share some of the alternative ways to benefit real estate opportunities. Well, I'm sharing it right here, buddy. Here, my story might remind some of your members of the opportunities they passed on previously. 
This might help them buy their first single-family home. It might open up new markets to existing single-family investors, and it will likely make people see how long and difficult single-family route is to become financially free. These are people that will upgrade their memberships. Okay, so here he is. He keeps going back and forth on this, which is very interesting. He's saying, some people are going to be interested in what I'm doing, but guys, it's the long, slow way. He keeps saying that. And I guess that's why he thinks he's conservative. Is because he's taking the slow approach to everything. Just taking the slow approach is not necessarily conservative. Taking a less risky approach is more conservative. Taking the slow approach is just dumb. Why would you take the slow approach when you can take a quicker approach to where you want to be? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's not conservative. That's just slow. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. He goes on and says, your leads and advisors are welcome to jump in and disagree on parts of this approach, or it might help your advisors to find different ways to help their members. I definitely suggest an open discussion with several members of your staff to see what their reactions would be before doing a case study. Well, you know, I don't have any problem with them doing a case study, except that the problem with case studies is, is that it's beginner people, brand new walking in the door, having been to any training classes, have no idea what to do. And they see a guy like this, and that's their first piece of information. That's the problem. Today here we were in the mailbag, and um, I've got an email here I think is interesting. It says, uh, the high interest rates you're currently getting on your cash, are they CDs or traditional savings accounts? Are you going with random online banks? that offer the best rate or only those that have a relationship with. I'm going with every online bank and they're, by the way, first of all, first part of the question, they're traditional savings accounts. They're not CDs because I need my money liquid. When these deals fall out and they land in my lap, I've got to be able to move money quickly and lock these deals down. So my money's got to stay liquid. Uh, they're in savings accounts. They're spread out over Many, 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 many savings accounts. Might be 30 different savings accounts. All online accounts. My interest rates now are as low as 1.5% where I have minimal money, 250000 which is the you know the max you can put in there without losing it. And so I just have it there just for safety. Uh, all the way up to 5.5% interest. And most of them, like the average is about Four and a half to five and a half. That's where most of it's at. I think I only have two accounts that are under four and a half. Um, and the ones I have, I just, because I had them and they didn't go up when everything else went up and I already had money in them, I just left the minimum amount of money, which is $250,000 in the account uh, and so forth. Now, this couple, they sent me the picture. There's four of them, the husband, wife, and two kids. He literally could take and find one of these five and a half interest rate accounts and then put all four of them down as... Um, recipients of the money and get as much as uh, you know 250,000 per person insured by the FDIC and check with your bank to make sure that's true with that particular bank but in that case um, you know you go find the highest one and stick your money there I personally am making massive amounts of money on savings accounts right now. I mean, not as much as my deals, obviously. Uh, my deals are probably twice as profitable as the savings accounts. But I'll tell you what, when savings accounts were one-third of 1%, I was irritated. They're now 5.5%. And there's some real estate deals out there people bought into in the last couple of years that don't pay 5.5%. I'm very happy with that. 
But when you show me something I could buy at seven and a half cap rate and leveraged out its 10% return, I'm much happier. That's the power of real estate. I was able to see that the market was about to crash two years before it did. Now I'm seeing that the market is probably only got another 12 months at this lower price range. And then interest rates are going to go down so low that people are going to jump back in again because everybody is a lemming in life. They follow what everybody else does. And they want to be the last person through the door, not the first through the door. You, my friends, if you want to be successful and rich, financially free, let's get through the door now. Have a great day. And remember this, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.